Hey, Jake. I like video games. Well, hey there, Tony. I like video games, too. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Hey, I like that game. We got the video games. That was pretty good, Jake. I'm not yeah, going to lie. It's not bad. I started it. I think you might have done the exact same thing when we played Metroid Fusion. But oh, okay, we'll have so. to listen to the B-roll. <laughs> that, would, that would require us going back to listen to our old episodes. Not Ooh, but then I'd have to hear my own voice, which is icky. <laughs> I barely like listening to your own voice. <laughs> oh. Anyway, Tony, speaking of icky, what garbage games have you been playing recently? You know what? That's actually a really good transition in my first game so the first game that uh we're gonna talk about stars a lovable raccoon which you can which sometimes you find in the garbage uh this game is called donut county so it's uh so it's like a katamari damasi game where you play mm-hmm. as bk who's like this asshole raccoon uh that controls <laughs> this remote controlled uh hole in the ground that basically like sucks up the entirety of like donut county but like each of the levels is a different you know person like it kind of tells its own story but like Mm -hmm. you basically control this whole you suck things into it as you suck items into it it gets bigger to the point where it's like big enough to swallow like giant buildings and shit like that yeah, um, that same kind of like scaling of the Katamari Damashi, like you were saying. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So the aesthetic is great. The music is fucking great. <laughs> the music's so good. Uh, it's really fun and like simple gameplay, but like it's it's um, it's fun. Like it, it's a fun playing game. But it the the thing I like most about this game is that it's genuinely funny. Like the writing is genuinely funny. We all know how hard it is to do that in video games. Oh, yeah, this, it's so uh, it's so great. Uh, easily can be played in one sitting or stretched out over uh, a couple of them like i i think i finished it in like two and a half three hours but like you could stretch it out if you wanted to um it's really good i think everyone should play it uh it's it's a rare game that i would highly recommend uh to kids like this is a very like hmm. kid friendly game and i think it's really playful and fun i like this would great to be great to to play with kids uh so you gamer parents you know get out there uh it's on Game Pass, so you can play it, you know, if you're on Game Pass. And then it's on, like, every platform available mm-hmm. uh, in the world, including mobile. Um, I think it's, like, 12 bucks, 13 bucks, something like that. So it's it's not bad. It's it's a fun game. Donut County is that one. Um, so the next things I want to talk about are demos. So uh, the Steam Game Festival is going on right now. So oh, yeah, um, yeah. So there's like literally hundreds of indie projects with demos up on Steam right now that you can kind of jump into. Um, I love this stuff. They do this like once or twice a year, and I always have a blast uh, playing a bunch of demos. Uh, so I want to shout out three games in particular. The first... Uh, may surprise some of you i don't know if you guys heard i like this game called wind jammers uh so wind jammers 2 wind uh, wind gem jammers i don't know if you've <laughs> talked about this one before <laughs> yeah like one of my favorite video games of all time wind jammers is getting a sequel uh <laughs> of note been on my most anticipated games list twice in a year <laughs> twice now <yeah. laughs> two, two years in a row ongoing reigning champ um 
so they have a demo out right now that is very similar to the demo they had out last year, except uh, they reworked their entire net code. They have rollback net oh, code now. Nice. Um, that was one of the biggest complaints when they put out the demo last year, uh, that the net code was not good. And I agree, mm-hmm. it was not good. Um, but they fixed it. Like they, they, It's really, really good. It, like, it plays oh, that's, that's ex- so good to hear. It plays extremely well online. That game continues to be fun. I can't wait till it comes out. Fuck yeah, Windjammers 2. Uh, the next game I want to play, or want to, well, I guess I do want to play this <laughs> game, and I want to talk about it. Uh, it's called Guild of Ascension. So it's an action strategy roguelite. Um, it's like a mix of real-time strategy and turn-based strategy. Um, it, like, it, it, it's like a really fun mix of like strategic thinking, and then you have to like uh, execute your fa- your plan quickly. Uh, like the way that the game works is, it's kind of played out on this like large grid. Uh, you control one of two characters that are like are in your party, and you have a set amount of time to do like as many actions as you can. Um, so it's really like you look at you take like a wide view of the battlefield. Here are the where the different enemies are at or different perils that can be on the randomly generated board. How do you take care of them without dying? Basically um, each floor is, looks to be kind of like randomly generated. Uh, Cause it is a roguelike you go into this tower. There are rooms mm-hmm. on this tower that you're, you're going through. Um, it does do something really, really nice that um, it seems like it may be borrowed from Hades or from other games like that, but it shows you, uh, what you can encounter, what you're going to encounter in the next room. Like, is this going to be a fight? Is it going to be like a random event? Is this a place yeah. where you can like rest and get your energy back? Um, which I really like that you can be a little more strategic in where you end up going through your, your rooms. Um, there's different boons you can collect, uh, while you're in a run that power up your character, uh, you know, for just that run. But then there's also equipment and trinkets that you can buy and level up to, um, progress your character, uh, through runs or in between runs, I guess. Uh, so it has that nice progression, uh, inside a run and outside of it. Um, yeah, that's always, always nice when a game nails that. Right. Exactly. Like, I, I feel like that's something you really need to do if you're going to make a really like successful, long standing ro- roguelike and like Hades does it the best. Um, and this game mm-hmm. like seems like it's laying the groundwork to have like a, a really robust system like that, which I like. Um, you know, it's just a, it's just a demo. Uh, it's out there right now. You can uh, pick it up. I think it's a couple more days. Um, the uh, the demo will be up there. It's it's a really cool game. It's called the uh, Guild of Ascension. Um, Jake, I think you would actually like that one, so you should check that one out. Um, Guild of Ascension. Let me just. Uh... All right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like that, that was a really good note that's you took that very fast um the last one i want to talk about is uh it's called power of 10 so this is another demo it's like a really mm-hmm. pretty chill top-down space shooter uh it's also a roguelite um but it it, it controls pretty good and has some like fun exploration exploration elements uh it seems like the goal uh of every like run is you move from system to system repairing these shield generators on like friendly planets to protect the population inside there are bad ships or like pirates or marauders or you know something that is attacking these um you know uh civilized planets and you're there to like stop those 
um, bad guys repair the shield mm-hmm. so they you know can live. Uh, each system is like fairly large, so there's a lot to like explore in your little ship as you you know dart around the system. Um, there's like random events kind of sprinkled in here or there. Um, it's giving me a lot of FTL vibes, at least in like in okay. terms of like aesthetic and mm. um, kind of like the vastness of space and the random stuff that can happen within it. Um, but it plays like a top-down shooter. It plays like asteroids almost like a, like an asteroids like, okay. um, movement system. But like, um, you know, like if you're shooting, uh, a go- like a laser from the sh- front of your ship, it'll propel your ship backwards because of the force of the, the fire. Like it does like cool stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. plays with the physics a little bit. Yeah. Yeah super neat game uh power of 10 that that's another one that uh definitely gonna keep my eye on um in terms of demos uh jake what have you been playing i i think you were saying strategy games right you've been oh that strategy itch oh boy howdy have i so um it's uh you know we live in in stressful times i am no i am uh no exception to that and my my comfort games my comfort foods are definitely strategy games um and two of my favorite strategy games have just uh, been getting some uh, more content right now first and foremost big expansion just dropped for age of empires 2 definitive edition putting Woo! in two new civs um super duper fun uh, Tony, you, you, you have any any thoughts on these two civs? Uh, yeah. So, Lords of the West is the DLC you're talking about. I actually worked yes, on is. this game, which is like crazy. But yeah, how cool can, is that? It's, yeah, it's very cool. Um, yeah, both both new civs, the Sicilians and Burgundians, are they're really cool. Um, okay, what, I mostly just wanted you to say Burgundians because I forgot what that one was called. I forgot <laughs> how to like pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah it took me a, it took me a little while to, to get that one too. um which one do you like better huh so there what you can do with expansion content which i think is really cool with um strategy games and i'll get into this a little bit with sib 6 too is that you can introduce a lot more complex game mechanics and strategy types with expansion content and both the Sicilians and Burgundians do that. Uh, the Sicilians kind of excel with this almost like tower rush kind of civilization because they have this unique u- er, building that uh, is basically like a watchtower that makes units. So it's a really good early game rush um, if you can get it up. It's a bit tricky to get up, but if you got it, it's really powerful. Then the Burgundians get a lot of their techs um, one age early. So they can be a very powerful kind of like almost turtle civilization because it allows you to get your economy online faster than other other civs do. And you can really like grow on that and snowball. And then, you know, in the later age, just kind of have an advantage there already. I think I like the Burgundians more because I'm very bad at tower rushes. <laughs> um, and I just like that they... Um, they get those texts early, and it really gives us a risk reward versus, you know, waiting to buy those until you're able to age up, or if you want to get them uh, initially and like delay that first that first advantage. So basically, kind of puts you behind a little bit at first, but then allows you to to uh, excel. So I think I like the Burgundians more. I like their unique unit um, that has like a charge attack, which yeah. is, is pretty new, like very high level play, like very. It, it, you have to be very aware of your micro in 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 controlling that unit, which is uh, definitely interesting. 
um, definitely difficult, but learning these two sibs has been has been pretty dang fun. Yeah, uh, you also did not mention was it the Flemish Revolution uh, tech oh, for the Burgundians, which is such so a cool. Good. It's such an interesting thing. Like it's like all or nothing it converts all of your uh villagers into flemish militia so it's like end game i want to push to take somebody down it's like boom hit that button and then all of a sudden you have this swarm of troops that uh, yeah it's great it's a so uh bk and i got uh, found out that like there's like really good synergy between the unique attacks between these two civs so the burgundians have one that uh pushes out like 10 militia units from each town center and then the other one gives uh, gold for mm-hmm. each military unit. So you kind of like line it up. You get the Flemish Revolution from the Sicilian. So all their villagers turn into a militia. Then you spawn more militia out of all, all their town centers. And then you research the gold one. So it's like you get like a ton of kind of trash units. But, you know, you're getting like 150 of them if you like use those two texts together. Plus gold on top of that allows you to follow up with um, like high gold cost units. So mm-hmm. it's really cool synergy, and like when you get to that late game point, you can just swarm and then like have like this really complex follow up army. Um, yeah. It's very cool synergy. They're very very interesting, very well designed civilizations. Um, I played a lot of the the battle royale mode in that recently too. Oh man, that's a that's a pretty fun game mode. It's very quick, dynamic. It, it you need to like make your counters very. Uh, like quickly and be on top of it and there's a lot to manage but in a very like interesting way and with the uh compacting map station and like this big death ball zone in the middle super duper fun the aoe2 definitive edition it's very very awesome that it's getting this much love and support um and expansions uh, it's good stuff so thank you thank you thank you directly tony for doing all that <laughs> I, did, I did nothing i did I, I did i did stuff but not nearly as much as a lot of other folks yeah a lot, a lot of good people on that game it's uh it's really cool yeah uh, what else so then i uh, have been playing sib six i am uh just starting like my third match since i started playing it again um, okay because, you know, games games take a long time. So I've played two of the expansion civilizations. The um, Gallic Civ, which is like a production-based civilization. It's it's fun. It's got a good early game unique unit and allows you to, like, really build up those adjacency bonuses with the production. And, yeah, they're, like, a solid civilization. But I had a lot more fun with my other game playing as the... Um, byzantines i think but they so in civ 6 there's um you can trigger what's called a eureka moment which is where you meet a specific condition and uh one of the technologies is automatically like 40 percent completed by that so what's really cool with uh, this civilization is that your like total science score is halved but if you trigger one of those eureka moments you research the entire tech so it oh, allows that's for these, fucking crazy. <laughs> it's, it's bonkers, but, like, a lot of these um, Eureka moments are very, like, difficult and specific conditions to trigger, which sometimes just, like, you really can't do given just your situation in the game. Um, and then there's the downside to that where it you know, spe- takes twice as long to research it. But then there's really fun turns where you'll just be able to, like, 
one, two, three, four, like just pop, 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 make all these eureka moments and then just get like this boom in technology. Um, so it's a very cool, very dynamic and like interesting kind of like what I was saying with the, you can expand upon the mechanics of the game with new content that's been released later on. Like once everything's been settled, it's been, you know, tested by the people and you get people with hundreds of hours in in the game can really um can really do some cool stuff with it so it's civilization six is in a really really good spot they've been releasing some great great content and game modes and like fun variations on stuff um with this uh, i forget what it's called but they have like this rolling um like expansion pass that you've been able to get so i bought it i think I don't know, like six months ago, and it's been giving new civilizations, new game modes pretty consistently, like every few months since then. Nice. Um, yeah, Civ 6 is very good. And then one last tiny thing, I just started playing Super Mario Galaxy, so rest assured there will be an update on the um, Mario 3D game pack I got from the on the Switch pretty soon. So I've finished Super Mario 64, I have stopped playing Super Mario Sunshine. Good, close good. to the finish. That game <laughs> and I'm now sucks. on Super Mario Galaxy. I've got like maybe one hour into it. Um, to so stay tuned, stay tuned, audience. I know you love getting I, my hot takes on the, the 3D Super Mario games. I I can't wait to have a discussion about this game because uh, I this, I never played it. This is this, my first time playing it. That's like my f- favorite Mario game. Yeah. But I also haven't played Mario Galaxy Two, which is supposed to be even better um, than this mm-hmm. one. Um, but I've not had a chance to play that one, but I I am very curious. We'll have a longer discussion about Super Mario Galaxy Two in the future, for um, sure. But today we're gonna stay in space, huh? We're gonna stay huh? in space, <laughs> maybe. Uh, so, so we're gonna stay in space. Uh, we're doing another Metroid episode, uh, Metroid Zero Mission, and we also have a guest. Uh, Games My Mom Found is another fantastic gaming podcast that everyone should be listening to, and we are lucky enough to have the host of said show with us today, one Mr. Mike Alberton. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. Not too much. Hey, Mike. Thanks for joining the show, bud. Hey, no problem at all. I'm glad you had me on. Yes, yes. Uh, So after the break here, we're going to talk about some Metroid Zero Mission. What's a Metroid sound effect? I don't know. I was trying to think of it. I got, I got nothing. <laughs> they make a sound, don't they? Do they make like a like a like laughing thing? I don't know. <laughs> sure, that's it. That's there we go. All right, let's put that in the B-roll. <laughs> And we're back. Hey, I like that game. We are talking about Metroid Zero Mission. Uh, Mike, you were the one that uh, wanted to do this game for the show. Why? Like, What's your history with this game? I don't have a lot of history because I hadn't actually really dug into a Metroid game until I started doing my podcast two years ago where I first played Super Metroid. Yeah. But I, I played this about, about a year ago, and it's... I, 
I like it. Like it's not it's not super hard. I saw that you guys played Fusion, so I'm like, okay, he's played one Metroid game on his show, so he's played something, but he's played one that I don't think is nearly the best. I mean, it's a really good game, but it's very very difficult. And when I when I had pitched this to you, it was like it's a game that's not that you know it's not super difficult. It's not super long either, but it's I think it's a really great experience on the Game Boy Advance. Like it 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 gives you enough Metroid. It keeps it doesn't hold your hand like Fusion does. I mean, it still tells you where to go, but it's not like go exactly down this road, like exactly yeah, to this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that it still but it still has that Metroidvania, but it doesn't have it where like Super Metroid is very very confusing that time where I I got completely lost for hours and I mean no idea what to do. In this game, he doesn't really have that problem. Yeah, there, there's not a lot of points in this game where um, where you can get super lost. I've there was only like one moment where I was like, what the fuck do I need to do? And then like mm-hmm. I randomly looked up and shot upward and it was like, oh that just broke. Oh cool. Yeah, <laughs> I got, got through. Um, <laughs> But, uh, okay, so Metroid Zero Mission, 2004, came out for the GBA. Um, Mm -hmm. This is technically a remake, right? This is a remake of the original Mm -hmm. Metroid for the NES. Um, They added some power-ups, some explorable areas, maybe some mini-bosses, and then a whole new section on the end that we can fucking talk about later. Uh, But, like, (laughs) this is basically a reskin um, and improvement, maybe a 2.0 of the original Metroid game, which I think is yeah. neat. That's neat. They definitely do a lot of improvements uh, with this game. They they use the same kind of engine as the Met- Super Metroid and Metroid Fusion, um, which honestly feels so good to control. The yeah. movement in this game is really fun. Once you get the uh, upgrade that lets you grab onto ledges, like prior to that, <laughs> it's kind of clunky. But once you get the ledge upgrade, it feels so nice. They made wall jumping a little bit easier than it was in Metroid Fusion, so you can pull that off a lot and uh, incorporate it into your into your movement. Uh, so this game feels really really good to play. Yeah, I I, I have a note here. I'm so glad you brought the wall cling because this is my note. Uh, I didn't think I'd like the wall cling as much as I am. This <laughs> feels really good. Like I didn't like I didn't think I would like notice or miss something like that. But man, as soon as you get that, it's like oh, this feels mm-hmm. pretty good. You it can makes move. The game way yeah, better. makes it way better. Like all the platforming, all of a sudden, is way better. Um, and like I felt like I could move a little bit more fluidly uh, mm-hmm, yeah. once you get to that point. Um, but yeah, without without the ahead. wall climb, like the game is just not. I don't like it till you get the where you can. We're not wall climb, but where you can hang on ledge. Like it's just not the mm-hmm. same yeah. until you can do that. It, you really, it's hundred percent changes and makes everything feel so much better. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. Um, I almost wish they just didn't have it as an upgrade and had it from the get-go. You don't have to get it wait too long. I think, I don't know, maybe there was like an hour or so of gameplay yeah. before you get it. It's one of the earlier upgrades, but in it before then, it's... Oof. <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> but it, but it's, it's not bad. Like, That's I, true, yeah. I, I think uh, this is a really good, like, small experience of, like, great game design in a lot of, like, spots. Like, there's so many... Like, this genre of game like the hallmark of it is like finding areas you can't get to find a collectible mm-hmm. and like go back to it but this game does like so much really smart stuff to like teach you that without like saying it i guess like it, it's invite it's telling you through its environments like there's a part where um 
when you're just starting to try to figure out how the game works, like it's in the first like five minutes of the game, like what you can destroy, what you can't, like where the hidden pathways are. And like there's like a little part where uh, there's like a little spot where you could tell that like, okay, the morph ball can get you in here. But even if you didn't know what the morph ball was, you could like bend over and like shoot, but your blaster doesn't like get all the way to the end of it. So it's like, yeah, it, it's like, it's telling you in multiple ways. Hey, you can't go down this path, but Hey, maybe there's a way to get down here. You know, like it does a lot of really smart stuff. That's like, uh, teaching you with the environment how to play the game without like an express tutorial which i think is like really cool like hallmark game design stuff you know it's very yeah. metroidy where they always kind of do that but this game like you are right does a very good job always giving you a little hint to show you where to go without telling you what to do but it's, it's never too complicated right mm-hmm. right. yeah the, you can always tell how well designed a metroid game is by how often you have to do uh, what I like to call, like, the random bombing, where you just, like, roll around the entire, like, area or stage and just, like, bomb every surface to try to find a way to, like, a secret or a way out or forward. Um, and you don't have to do that too often in this. It definitely does happen where you're just dropping, dropping those morph ball bombs all over the place trying to find something. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things... Uh that I really like about like just the Metroid games in general is that like, I typically don't like platformers like this. Like I just, they don't move the way I, I want them to a lot of times, but like just being able to hold a button to stand in place to shoot at an angle is like super simple and smart way to like solve like a lot of problems that with like platformers like this, I don't know. Just, uh, mm-hmm. That's a newer thing that Fusion added. I'm pretty sure we hit the we hit R and then or L one of the uh, L where you can then aim and yeah. diagonal and if you lean, yeah. if you duck yeah. you'll, she'll keep shooting diagonal, which is helpful. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is because like I remember playing like the original Metroid. Like I I don't have a ton of experience with the Metroid. Like like you, Mike. I think I've only played three of them. This one, Fusion and and Super. Well, I guess I've played um, Prime, but that's that's different. Like 2D Metroid, I've only played like these three really I, I messed around with like the nes game but like i didn't like it i didn't like the way it controlled or how it played oh it's tough um, yeah yeah it's not not super fun to play anymore yeah but like this game does a really good job of like hey all those things that were like really cool in that first game like we're gonna make it just a little bit better and just like a tight nice experience mm-hmm. and i we gotta say I gotta say, after playing Ghostbusters for our last episode, <laughs> this game plays like fifteen thousand times better. Oh yep. my god! Oh my god! Like the controls are so crisp, and like there's actually like high speed sections in this game, which is like really mm-hmm. interesting. Like there's there's like set pieces in this game. They're like gameplay set pieces, like instead of like cutscenes and stuff, like. Um, Right after, like, what's that guy, that first big boss's name? Was it Craid? Uh, Craid. Craid. Yeah. Like, there's, like, that zip line scene where, like, you, you're kind of, like, zipped onto the wall, and then there's, like, all these bugs chasing you from behind, and it's, like, blasting you forward. Um, mm-hmm. And you have to, like, shoot the, the door and jump off right to to make it through. Like, that's, a, like, a super cool gameplay moment. Like, a really cool, um, like, feeling that they uh, evoke from you. 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely, definitely agree. It's a lot of moments like that, like with the worm. When the worm, when this, you see the like, first mini boss that I'm pretty sure was not in the original game. There's a worm that pops out, and there's about two or three times it just pops out. You shoot it with a rocket or so, and it just goes away. But each yeah. time, like the screen will shake, everything is kind of like an earthquake, and then it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Right, like the screen's always shaking when you enter an area, and it's sort of the sort of thing where you go down the hallway, then you have to go back. So when you get to the end of it and you're heading back, you're like, "Oh god, that guy's gonna pop out again. I have to be ready for it." Yeah, or it's like, very foreboding. This game does that a lot, especially with its very ominous short cutscenes, where you like you'll be going down in an elevator and then it just like shows a boss that like knows you're coming. Yeah, yeah. This this game does a lot of like really. Um, cool storytelling stuff like that like i actually really like those like little cutscenes. um they mm-hmm. all they all look really uh really good save for some of the ones that come up later in the um, <laughs> so, uh, but but before like we we move on from like uh some of the like cool gameplay stuff one of the other things i wanted to mention was like so like uh you remember those like little bugs that like will be like in the level sometimes and they, int- yeah. they introduce them like fairly early but then they become like a thing in the later part of the game where you see all these little bugs like cluster and like eat this one like egg barrier uh, to like, you know, it, it barrier to your progress. It's, like, it's almost like a it's a door that you can't shoot with like a rocket or a charge beam or anything like that. But mm-hmm. these bugs just like eat it. And like when they first like introduce that as a as like a mechanic, it's like you're watching it from afar and it's like kind of scary it's like holy shit this like <laughs> this swarm of bugs is just like destroying this thing um but then like later in the game you have to like kind of pick them up and lead them over to the eggs to like you know uh make your path i, I don't know like i thought that was like really fun and like simple storytelling in the game that that leads like a cool little mechanic cool. yeah yeah, and Mike, like you were saying, how this doesn't hold your hand as much as Metroid Fusion does. It's like, there's no text boxes, there's no narrator, there's nothing like that. Everything that's told to you in the game is told to you through the mechanics or like these very bare bones cutscenes that are more for narrative than for like tutorializing. So they had to tell you everything about the game in the gameplay itself which does lead to cool moments like that and i think makes this a uh, more atmospheric at the very least experience than something like metroid fusion um but also just it allow it gives you more uh, autonomy over it too yeah it's a lot more i think it's more fun than than fusion is just because it doesn't because it doesn't lead you exactly where to go like there's some exploring even though the game is very good at like you got to go here Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. some Metroidvania games. <laughs> yeah, like it, it does put a spot on your map, like in between like big sections of the game. It's like here you you go to like a weird stone thing and like you turn to a morph ball. The Chozo like, statues. I don't, it's, like can we <laughs> like let's not pretend that there's a story in Metroid. Like I did none of this shit oh, makes sense. I'm sorry. Did you want to get into the Metroid lore? <laughs> oh my I mean God. I could. Oh my god! <laughs> really? Are we about to get into a Metroid lore conversation? Because I don't. I I think I think these like the cutscenes and like the little pieces of text throughout the game, uh, like up front, like there's like a little uh, blurb about Samus and and 
what this game's about. But like, there's there's no story to Metroid. Like, no oh, way. This oh, stuff doesn't make any sense. Wounded me. Oh. Yeah, haven't you played Metroid Other M, Tony? Thank you. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. It's so, it's so fucking weird. Well, I hey, think. in the beginning of this game, there's that little bit of story that says, this is my zero mission. This is where I was born, <laughs> yeah. and they destroyed yes. it, and then you don't get anything for a while, while I, but... I have a screen cap because uh, I thought that was hilarious myself. <laughs> uh, the planet Zebes. I called this place home once in peaceful times, long before evil haunted the caverns below. Now I shall finally tell the tale of my first battle here, my so-called zero. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done with the, without the last line of that, but other than that, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, it's so freaking silly. Um, very, very cheesy. But, I mean, like, Tony, so you're saying there's not too much story or lore here, but there's a lot of really cool, like, I don't know, like, mysterious things that happen in it. Um, like, you'll come across a few upgrades that don't, like, they aren't anything. They'll go to your upgrade screen and it's just, like, upgrade discovered, not compatible with current suit. Um, and it's, like, this really cool, like, oh, what does that do? Am I going to get something later? Um, I think it sort of drops the ball with the the payoff because all it is is you get to shoot these different boxes that now disappear instead of <laughs> resisting your shots. So it it sets up some interesting things, but the the payoff is is not there at all. Yeah, it 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 really like screams this like old hidden technology thing. Like it, it mm-hmm. remind like the vibe of this game reminds me of you remember in the Fifth Element, like the very first scene of that movie where they're like in a temple, and then all of a sudden these like aliens come down, and it's like really kind of like weird ancient Egyptiany kind of tech, I guess, like alien technology. Yeah, stuff. that's the feel I get from like the metroid series like that's what they're trying to to make with their like aliens i guess but it's just it's just so weird to me (laughs) it's just so strange um that's all right i guess um can we can we also talk about how all like all the major bosses in this game are pretty fun like was it crate is fun the the ridley fight like that first ridley fight is pretty fun um Fuck Mother you ever Brain. seen the crate fight from the oh. original Metroid game? No. Yeah, where he's, he's like in a hallway. <laughs> yeah, he's a little little fat yellow like sprite that shoots <laughs> spikes at you, and then they took Crate and Super Metroid and make him this giant thing, just like in this game, where they make him this giant cool fight, and I always laugh thinking of the original Metroid. Just a little little fat sprite just shooting at you, your same Right. Size. Just like the two tiles high and uh-huh. being like a monstrosity <laughs> like he is in this game. <laughs> yeah. But it's, like, those fights are cool. And, like, Ridley looks awesome in this game. Ridley looks mm-hmm. really cool. Um, and neither fight is extremely hard. Like, if you if you fight Ridley in Super Metroid, he takes so many missiles. But if you fight him in this game, it's very, very doable. Yeah. Yeah, Same especially if you find a few Super missile, missile expansions. Oh, yeah. It's over very quickly. Yeah. Did, this game... Starts pretty difficult, but once you get a few upgrades and like energy packs and whatnot, it it you seem pretty dang powerful. Um, you know until the until the big twist in the gameplay and like the end end quarter. Uh, yeah. Um, but did so, you guys have like like big difficulty issues, especially in that like mid game or I don't know. It it seemed with not so much with the bosses, but like especially with just the normal enemies that you get pretty overpowered pretty quick. 
I feel like um, you you struggle in the beginning, like you said. Once you get a couple upgrades um, and start to get like a feel of the combat a little bit more, it's like okay, this is this is not bad. It freely gives away like energy tanks or like whatever. Like yeah, you get so many. I think I had like seven or something of them by the end of the game. So it's like that's seven hundred HP basically, um, which is really nice, uh, and like hundreds of missiles which is really good um i will say though the last room of like kind of like the main game uh the whole mother brain part like Mm -hmm. that sucked a lot of joy from me um (laughs) and and like it sucked a lot of the health and missiles from my uh Uh my stash like i thought i was prepared but clearly i wasn't um it's easier than the original metroid version i want to say though that's that is not great so, <laughs> that room that room and that boss is fucking stupid i because hated she, it she yeah. doesn't take that many hits i'm pretty sure in the original metro she takes a lot more hits yeah. i could be wrong but i don't think i am yeah it's it's not great it's like you have you're like you're just basically shooting this brain in a glass tube and mm-hmm. you're on two little precariously uh hanging platforms with lava underneath and these little cannons that are shooting at you that if you shoot them it'll give you you know health or missiles or whatever you need but it just the screen is littered with shit and you don't have that much space to operate in so it just ends up being in the lava taking a bunch of damage getting up there firing off a couple missiles maybe getting hit doing it again and it's like it's a uh it feels more like uh, a bad game of tug of war than it <laughs> than like a compelling game mechanic. I don't know. It's a war of attrition. It's not wow, great. That's not what I was yeah. expecting. <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. Yeah, uh, but the, the, Mother oh, Brain is very passive. Yes, not a very almost a- not a very active like fight from the boss mm-hmm. after like we were just saying Ridley crate we're both like very active and fun boss fights and then this one just it's like hitting a brick wall Mm -hmm. um it's not it's not great but the like escape at the end of that that was cool i thought that was super fun i love i love escape sequences in uh games like this um and then i don't i don't like it but it is cool (laughs) i don't like timers (laughs) So, oh, oh timers, yeah. Timers make me nervous. Yeah. <laughs> but like I love that tension. Like the tension of a of a timer I I love, but like some games will not give you enough time, which like really sucks. Like I remember there's a couple sections in Final Fantasy 7, the, the original um timered sections like that, like when you're blowing up some of the uh um what are those called? The generators or whatever, the Mako generators. It's been mm-hmm. so long. And there's like one or two of them that i remember like not not being able to finish with the timer ticking all the way down and like that's a bad feeling you know but i felt like this game was pretty generous with that time you know hit it hit a good spot where i didn't feel like i was gonna fail but it was like ooh, it's tense mm-hmm. um, yeah and then it does give you enough time for sure yeah 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 um and then this game takes a really weird turn <laughs> yeah, it does. You basically so Mother Brain is like the last boss of Metroid, and yes. it doesn't take too long to get there and to beat the boss. I think I it took me maybe like three, three and a half hours to do so. So to fill out 
fill out the rest of the game, Tony. Uh, what do they do? <laughs> so, what the fuck? So, like, <laughs> so, so this, so this is game is where Zero Suit Samus was introduced, which um, I never understood the point of, other than fucking just tits and ass like that's really that's really (laughs) uh it's really the only reason it seems like um but so this game introduces zero suit samus like samus escapes the planet uh she was on before it or before it explodes and then she crash lands on some other weird planet and she blows up and she loses her suit because of reasons and then it becomes like a totally different game where now you're playing a zero suit Samus. You're not in your power armor anymore. You, you have like a, a little st- a stun laser beam and it, it becomes like a stealth game. Yes. Yeah. You have to avoid the space pirates cause they can, they can mess you up. I'm yes. a big fan of this part. Actually, <laughs> you like this part. Okay. Yeah, I did. Like, okay. So tell me about it. Tell me, tell me. Why. Yeah. <laughs> Because I mean, it, it it is stealthy, but it's not like you have you. Don't, it's not creative. You're just running. Most of the time, you're just running and you're following a set path. You're just looking for the holes that will pop up or a vent that you can jump through. And I enjoy it. Like you can stun the pirates, which I didn't realize at first. But it, it's very hectic. I thought it was very cool. I enjoy like the little searchlights that are trying to track you. And, and most of the time, I was being chased because I just didn't care. And there's enough mm-hmm. save points in between that can heal you that you. I never actually like like died. I didn't have, a, but I had a lot of fun doing it. I, like that that's part I, i'll disagree there because like i thought <laughs> I, I i just did not enjoy that section at all there were times where it's like wait where the fuck do i go or oh i just have to make this jump and oh i missed it so now i have to go through all this shit again and these guys are chasing me mm-hmm. uh, it, like i don't know it, it jake what did, you, what did you think about this section i at its face kind of enjoy it but i think it goes on a bit too long so it's very evocative of in metroid fusion you have the like the main baddie the sax basically this like evil samus who is super duper powerful and it's always around like in the background just like you're always aware that it's, it's hunting you and then the sequences where you do encounter it it's just stupid powerful you have to run away and it's these very very tense scenes and it adds this great atmosphere to the game at large and the sequence is a lot like when you have to run from the sax in in metroid fusion but i like those sequences because they're pretty snappy and they do get more difficult and more tense as the game goes on um but they're never too long and i think this one just goes on a bit too long but it does have this very tense feeling to it when you do get discovered and you run away it's it's really it's really fun because the the space pirates are always right on your ass um and you're just like looking for any way there you can either break line of sight or go off or off to a new area um but yeah tony i get where what you're saying where those things aren't always apparent and you're gonna fuck up a few times and it's it's it just it goes a bit long right and i i just feel like it's so jarring it's such a jarring it comes out of nowhere comes out of nowhere and it's like wait why don't i have a suit now on now what what the fuck is happening um i also (laughs) i need to send you guys this picture right now just so we get this live reaction um 
I don't know if you guys uh, saw saw this uh, in the game. This this little screenshot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yes. Uh, that okay. So there is a moment in this game. So already. All, like it's very apparent when they introduce Zero Suit Samus. It's like here is anime Samus. Like we all know she's a girl under the suit. You know that's that cool reveal in the original Metroid. They really lean into that shit in this game. Which when she's in her power armor is like fun. It's like oh here's this like you know cute girl behind this big suit. But it's like it's more about her as a character and not like tits and ass and then they just like okay zero suit samus here you go she's wearing nothing at all and then there's this (laughs) there's this dumb scene where she's crawling through this one section and there's a power-up on a pedestal and all the power-ups in metroid games are usually in these weird like statue hands or something that we talked about earlier in the episode but this one is just like this weird thing that's like laying down like clearly laying down like the pe- lounging statue kind of like draw me like one of your french girls pose <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly and the and the power up is sitting right in his crotch like he's got this big time hard on like he took a fistful of blue chew and he's like here we go <laughs> you know like it is it made me one it made me laugh out loud when i saw that but it's also like okay that's clearly nintendo got horny clearly (laughs) clearly nintendo as soon as the zero suit samus idea came up they're like all right how do we make this as horny as possible but make it for kids still uh also so you don't play a Zero Suit Samus for the the entirety of the end of this game. You do get your power suit back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not this, super long. It's maybe, yeah. what, a 20, 30 minutes tops? Yeah, yeah. Maybe 30 minutes or so. Yeah, I think I spent 45 in it just because I, I don't know. Struggled you suck at it. Because yeah, I, <laughs> I suck at video games, right? Um, but, like, there's... <laughs> This is where it just makes no sense to me. So Zero Suit Samus has no power suit. She finds some weird stone wall that just gives her her power suit back and makes it better. Mm-hmm. Um, for anime reasons. Like, just li- literally for anime reasons. They, there's they flash, there's story there. They, they flash to um, these screenshots of, like, Samus as a little girl with short hair all anime with like a giant owl person well, it's, uh, a it's a chozo tony she was raised by them and had her dna spliced with it which is why can, she can use her technology oh, come you, on <laughs> so it's like you never it. played other m <laughs> <laughs> there's also a comic that talks about that too that See, could be a page from the comic but there's a comic that talks about all about her infancy as a when she's with the Chozo where her parents were working at this research and then they get attacked by Ridley and the pirates and they kill her parents and everybody. So See? It's, Mike it, gets it. Thank you. See, <laughs> I'm all for games having cool story um, in there, and that sounds great. But I hate when a, any any sort of video game or series has like okay, but you get, well you really gotta read the books to understand this moment <laughs> in a video game. Or you really gotta you gotta watch the tv series understand this like i'm not always a super big fan of that even though like marvel does it expertly with their cinematic universe stuff but um this is not that um (laughs) but 
I do also really like that there is a Sailor Moon like transformation back yeah. into a power suit. Like it is like straight up Sailor Moon. Oh. And the reason why the power suit is there is because the when when the ship lands, it lands on some ruins on the same planet you're on in Zebes. I want to say it's still Zebes, and that's why I she gets so. the power armor from the Chozo that gave her to in the first place. She gets the new armor. Yeah, it's, it's so so weird. But well, it does. Oh, so go ahead, Tony. No, no, no. Go, fi- go ahead and finish your point. Well, I was going to say, it, it, when you finish that sequence and you do get the new uh, power armor, it is it is this really, I think, well-done moment because you've been spending so long sneaking through the tunnels trying to avoid the space pirates, and then you get the suit back, the power armor back, and like the Metroid theme hits super hard, and then you're just like blasting through all these fools that you had to run and sneak around for the last sequence. Um, and that's really awesome until it goes on for too long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I also say, I'm going to reiterate my point from the, our Metroid Fusion episode. Uh, God damn it. Space Jump ruins everything. It's the fucking worst. <laughs> oh. It's the worst thing ever. I hate Space Jump. That's a hot Jump. take. Yeah. I hate Space Jump. You just the part where you can go back if you wanted to and play through the entire game and get all the secrets you might have missed. I did not do that, but you can't. No, no, no. <laughs> I never went out of my way it. for upgrades I, the, on this playthrough. There's something about Space Jump, yeah. like the rhythm of of like getting the extra jumps that I just... I either cannot get consistently, doesn't work consistently, or is just dumb and I hate it. It's one of those three things. Um. You have to let it fall a little bit before you do it again. <laughs> it's so dumb. I hate it. But yeah, there's a rhythm to it. I got the rhythm down just fine, but I know what you're talking about. I had a hard time in Super Metroid with it yeah. when I played that. It's it's mm-hmm. one of these things where it's like, why doesn't it just like, like you just can just keep hitting the the button? I just want to keep hitting it. <laughs> like that's all. I don't the the I don't need the rhythm game in my Metroid here. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so. Is that Mecha Ridley in in like at the end again? He looks like a really fucked up puppet. But is that is that supposed to be something else or is that's that no, supposed- that's Mecha Ridley? I if I remember correctly, isn't it supposed to be the Ridley you just beat up, or is it a robot he made? I can't remember which one it is. I don't know what Ridley is. <laughs> okay, I I know there's canon to it. Like it's the same right. Ridley you fight all the damn time in all the Metroid games, but I can't remember all the canon to it. Like, who keeps yeah, keep, keep rebuilding him or dude. what happens? There's probably a visual novel that explains that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it's an incomplete robot built by Ridley as a powerful weapon in his own likeness. So, like, so Ridley... Ridley isn't just, like, a, a crazy monster. He's also a scientist? <laughs> like I guess, he can, yeah. he can, he's, a, he's building robots? <laughs> What the fuck is Metroid? Just this fight is hard, though. Like, I, I have a hard time with... I had a hard time with this fight, because he, he hits you almost consistently, and it's hard to dodge, and you have to hit a little spot glowing on his chest. But Super Missiles took care of that problem real mm. fast. Yeah. Yeah, Super Missiles definitely... Mm-hmm. Definitely take care of stuff, taking care of business. Yeah. Um, yeah, once you get the Super Missiles, it, you take care of business real, real, real quick. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that we haven't talked about yet really is, like, I I think the graphics in this game, or, or, or maybe it's just, like, the color palette of this game, I love so much. I, like, I like it so much better than Fusion. Like, 
the 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 way that fusion looked or at least like the way that i remember it from when we played it last year is that it's like fairly drab um for the most part a lot of like deep blues and purples and stuff like that whereas Mm -hmm. this game like bright yellows greens um the like the deep dark colors are not there and when they are it's like um for like really bad guys or like it, it makes sense but it uses a lot of bright popping colors which i into i really like it especially mm-hmm. especially when you get the um the vera suit like it just kind of gives like an, a, a pop of color to your suit that it didn't have before and i was like oh this is cool i like that yeah the game looks very good the the 16-bit graphics that you know started with super metroid hold up hold up really well and looks very good yeah i like this one probably the best out of out of those three in terms of looks this game looks sweet I do it's love also the, that era of Game Boy Advance where I think they made games brighter so it'd be easier to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they they did that with uh Castlevania Harmony Dissidents is one that's like super bright just because it was hard to see with the uh, circle of the moon Castlevania game, so that could have been a reason too why the colors pop so much in this. That's that's actually a really good point. That's like yeah. this is this is like a couple of years into the GBA's development, so it, that's a complaint about some of the those early games is that if they're too dark and you don't have a light, um, it's it's really tough. Until you mod your GBA to put a backlight in it, um. <laughs> or you just get the 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 SP. Yes, SP. Greatest greatest handhold console ever released. I I totally that agree. thing's hardy like. Compared to the Switch, that SP, man, I think I, like, dropped that off a balcony one time, and it's still working <laughs> fine. <laughs> Absolutely. And the battery probably still has life left in it yep, after sitting still. in your closet <laughs> for 15 years. Like, it's pretty great. Um, I, I, anybody else have anything to bring up about this? I, th- I think we've talked about everything. We haven't mentioned Metroid themselves when you run into them midway through the game, when you have to fight Metroid a few times. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's also very interesting. Like, I mean, they're not... Because they're always built up like this very terrifying enemy. They're not... In in this game, they're fine, but... Yeah. I still like... They're fun to fight. I think they're yeah. kind of cool. For a very small part, they're in. Right. Yeah, like, most of the other enemies, you just... You just pop them full of lasers, and they, they eventually disappear. But the Metroids incorporate just some, some strategy and some variation where you have to freeze them and then hit them with missiles. Um, I wish they did that with more enemies, just kind of either give them a weak spot or some kind of like invulnerabilities to certain damage type um but yeah i do like the metroids and they're around for a little bit and i think it's really cool how they fly from the background into the foreground too yeah that is cool that is really cool this game does a lot of cool visual stuff it does very neat um who's leading us off with the ratings uh, you know what, Mike? Since this was your pick, and you are guest honors, why, yeah, why, yeah, you go ahead first, man. Is this uh, is this a hey, I like that game, or hey, I don't like that game? That would be a hey, I like that game. Easy, yes, because I I enjoy this game a lot. This is like I've said before, this is my favorite Metroid of the ones I played so far. It's a really good game. Yeah, fan fantastic. Jake, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give this one a hey, I like that game too. I I remember a lot of this this game. I played it when it first came out because I was a huge fan of Metroid Fusion. Uh, yeah, a lot of it's still good. I don't think it's great. A lot of the things, uh, I think, last too long, and the, the difficulty curve is a little erratic. 
Um, but it's definitely, it looks great, it controls great, Metroid-style, or Metroidvania-style gameplay is uh, is really, really good when it's done well, and this game, I think, does it well. So it's a, hey, I like that game, too. Yeah, I, I agree with you both. This is a, hey, I like that game. Um, Ooh, the trifecta! <laughs> so, so if this game was two hours longer, it wouldn't be. Like, I feel like it's a nice, compact, like, four-hour experience, like, max, um, which I really like. Um, I, I really hate games that overstay their welcome sometimes, especially games mm-hmm. like this. And I had this bad feeling when I got to the Zero Suit Samus part, and I was like, this is going on way longer than I want it to. Um, is this going to be another three hours of game? Because I don't know if I can handle that. Um, but it wrapped up quickly, and I was like, okay, they didn't this really shitty part that I did not like was not that long. You know, it was mm-hmm. you kind of got through it. So uh, yeah, hey, I like that game for sure. Now, how about this? I'll put you both on the spot right now. <laughs> Is this better than Metroid Fusion? Which one do you like better? Oh man. Zero mission. Zero mission for Mike. Jake, what about you? I I I like Metroid Fusion more. Okay. Um, I definitely see why why Mike likes this one more. It 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 gives you more kind of control over it. It's not as handholdy as Metroid Fusion is, and uh, especially when we replayed it for the podcast, a lot of that in Metroid Fusion uh, really grated on me. But I I I still like Metroid Fusion more. I like the progression there. It's a bit longer but it gives you i think more to do as far as exploration um so yeah fusion for me okay gotcha. also the biggest thing is you take way more damage in fusion that's another reason i really like this game yeah yeah you you once you get a few energy tanks in this one you can just like stand yeah, in lava has, for a minute or three you can take damage it's not like oh my god i got hit i better go kill 20 things to refill like it's not it doesn't have that which i like yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i think i agree with mike on this and i like i like zero mission better um, but I honestly, I to me, I think it comes down to that color palette. Like I love the yeah. way this game looks so I much bet the more Metroid than Fusion. Fusion power armor looks so cool. It that does look cool. That does look cool. But baseline Samus in this looks pretty dope. I, yeah. I really, I really like that. Just, just the color theme that they chose for Samus when they originally designed her is fucking great. It's like it's so great. I. Even though I think uh, the story is incoherent for, for the <laughs> Samus, Samus is one of the cooler Nintendo designed characters. I think she's super for cool. For sure. I think she's super cool. I, I'm very eager to see what's next for for Samus. Um, I'm not sure another M for you to play. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's not. Like, I, we've only had a couple of hard vetoes that have come up when uh, <laughs> when games have, have been discussed. The other end will be one of mine. I will I will not play that game. Uh, um. I'll turn this podcast around. <laughs> <laughs> the first game that, when you had first asked me about being on the show, the first game that I thought that I kind of was going to pitch to you was Legend of Mystical Ninja for Super Nintendo because you had introduced, I think it was Jake had never played the Golmon games before. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I decided to go with something less weird and more normal. <laughs> I, just, I, I I love Gomon. Like Gomon's Great Adventure is such a fucking great hidden gem. Against I've never so played it yet. Oh man, I've only that, played the first one for Super Nintendo because I had it as a kid for some reason. And I really liked it, even though it's hard as hell. I've never, I've never. I want to play more of that series someday. 
if you end up playing Goman's Great Adventure for your podcast, Games My Mom Found, uh, I would love to come okay. and talk about that game with you guys. I have to hit <laughs> up we do. We might. Game. Someday. Someday. Um, Mike, it was great having you on the show. Thanks for thanks for joining us, man. Oh, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, where, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me wherever you get your podcast. Uh, games my mom found. It is one word, but if you search it without with with space, you'll still find us eventually too. We're all over the internet at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome, good. awesome, great show. I guested on Donkey Kong Country, and it was such a great time. Also, um, your guys' hundredth uh, episode on Chrono Trigger was great. <laughs> so <laughs> good, you. loved it. Um, I love awesome that game, game too. Though. Yeah, the game's wonderful. Um, speaking of games, Jake. Do you want to know what we're playing next? I would love to know what we're playing next. So, so I had I had some thoughts about what our next episode should be. You know, uh, both Jake and Mike, you guys are both like you know, East Coast Midwestern. You guys are covered in snow right now, right? Both yeah. of you guys snow oh, yeah. everywhere, right? Uh, here in Seattle, we haven't gotten any snow in the city this year. It's been bone dry. My wife is very upset about that. Um, <laughs> it doesn't feel like winter for me right now. Growing up in the Midwest and having snow everywhere, like it just doesn't feel like winter to me right now. Um, so for the next episode of Hey, I Like That Game, we're going to go face first into some fresh pow. We're going to go shred the gnar in the classic N64 game, Snowboard Kids 2. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> yes. Oh my god! Snowboard Kids Two, baby. Not to be confused with Snowboard Kids One. No, no, no. We're going straight to the sequel. Oh my god! With your build up there, I was um, I was thinking maybe SSX Tricky. No, but, yeah, you um, thought you thought it was going to be something. Uh, I thought it was going to be something that like people might have heard of before. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> I cannot wait. Cannot wait for oh, this. Boy. This game oh, fucking fun. this game rules. Um Jake, where can the folks at home find us? Well, if you want to find us, uh, you can email us game suggestions or questions, statements, Twitter. Uh we're at like that game. Uh you can email us. Our email account is hey I like that game <laughs> at gmail.com and you can find us on Facebook at the Hey I Like That Game Podcast and you can listen to these episodes wherever good podcasts are found. Um, or just keep on the feed that you found this episode on. Indeed. And twitch.com. Wait, wait, what is it? Twitch.tv slash hey, I like that game. Uh, Smash tournaments every Tuesday. Try we do got Tuesday. the Twitch too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come come join us and play Smash Brothers. Um, I might be resurrecting um, on Mondays too. I've been playing a few, few matches on uh, Showdown lately, and I think it might be fun to do some of those on stream. So stay ooh. tuned for potential Mon Mondays coming up. Ooh, and uh, for the King DLC coming out next week. Oh, we're probably, yeah, we are. We're either going to stream some of that game or uh, guest on some other streams because uh, that game's great. We want to talk about it uh, and play it because it's good. Uh, all right. Uh, and as always, live life passionately. Love each other unconditionally. And play video games. Take care, everybody. Bye.
Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you like the show, please give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. You know, every little bit helps. Hashtag propagate the pod. <laughs> so you just want me to stop recording, right?